0: game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. He's off to the right of Knight. Puck gets to the middle. Walking
1: right in. Barry Scott! Tyson Berry walked right into the slot, hammers it by night, and the Oilers are up 2-1. And the Oilers go on to win 4-2
2: in Florida. Tyson Berry with two big blasts. Warren Fogle gets the game winner. Ryan Nugent Hopkins scores into an empty net. Sam Bennett had both goals for the Panthers, beating an outstanding Stuart Skinner. 40 saves for Skinner this afternoon as the Oilers are twelve and one in their last 13 road games against the Florida Panthers. That's truly a remarkable run going back to the 02-03 season. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. The Oilers end their road trip at 2-2. They are now nine and seven on the season. Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown with you for Heartland Ford overtime open line. Rob, ongoing theme. Oilers don't start games well. They were outshot 11-0 in about the first eight and a half minutes of today's game, but Stuart Skinner started the game well, finished the game pretty well, and was also good in the middle. (laughs) I I thought it was a well-goaltended game at both ends, but Skinner, excellent in net again for the Edmonton Oilers.
3: Yeah, you're right, and if anyone... Is going to start well for a team. If you can't have all twenty guys going at the beginning of the game, the one that's important is the one that started well for the Oilers tonight. Stuart Skinner. You need your goaltender to find some saves. Florida's a good team. Uh, they've been good on home ice. They come at you hard. They throw a lot of pucks on net. Uh, we used to call it weathering the storm. Okay, we're going to try to weather the storm in the first ten minutes. If we get through that first ten minutes, you know, tied, uh, we we we'll go back. We'll have a good night. But if we don't, you find yourself in a lot of trouble. So Stuart Skinner was. Ex- expected there to be a lot of shots early in the hockey game, and he played well. And he gave the Oilers confidence, and as the game moved on, the Oilers played better. But it was all on the back of Stuart Skinner in the first 15 minutes of this hockey game.
2: Yeah, so uh, Skinner, who, you know, he's got some losses along the way, but I don't think you'd really say he's had an off-night yet improves to three and three on the season. And Tyson Berry, couple of big shots, Rob. He gets his second and third goals of the season. And the the first one was screened. And after the the second intermission, you and I talked about that chance Ekblad. Had and it's it's hard to overpower an NHL goaltender. Ekblad had the one-on-one showdown with Skinner. Skinner came out on him. Ekblad shot it wide. Similar play, not quite the same, but similar play for Barry right off the face-off on that power play in the third, and he was able to overpower Spencer Knight with that shot.
3: Uh, the biggest diff- difference in that one is Spencer Knight wasn't able to come out as far a- as Stuart Skinner did, and you could see when you sh- they showed the behind Tyson Barry camera angle, you could see what Tyson Berry could see. There was an opening, just a matter of hitting it. Uh, Berry's been good this year. Uh, he, he's played well. Uh, there's a reason that he's on their first power play unit. He's the better, well, he's the best player that they have, their best option on the back end to play on their first unit, and there's a reason for it. He reads the play well, and he doesn't have a Bouchard shot, but he does have a heavy shot. They can put the puck in from the blue line. So uh, a great game from Tyson Berry uh, turned... A uh, 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 an average road trip to a not a bad road trip. So I think the Oilers are feel pretty good right now with a big win in Florida, and uh, they can come home with a nine seven record. And as Bob said, it does sound a lot better. Nine and seven does sound a lot better than eight and eight.
2: Yeah, for sure. Panthers, meanwhile, go to 8-6-1 on the season. And I'm just watching some video of the, of the Barry goal, and, and you're right. I mean, that Skinner play in the second period, he was almost at the hash marks. And Knight, Now it was a power play, so he's got to worry about a backdoor pass as well. He's barely just outside the crease. And, uh, you know, that spot, what, about 18 inches off the ice right by the blocker? That's exactly what Barry was able to hit on that play. It's still recorded, Rob. Is it still recorded as an unassisted goal?
3: Uh, I thought it Dry Settle got the assist on that one. That's what I saw earlier. It was
2: yeah, that's what, I, I'll just check and I'll double check the game sheet here because they had it unassisted at first. Yeah, they, they have it on assist. I guess they're saying a Panther player must have tipped it back to the blue line. But anyway, the Oilers basically won the face-off and got it back to Barry. He walked across and fired it in. And Warren Fogle scores for the second time on this road trip, Rob. The quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. He got a little more ice time. Got elevated in the lineup for the second and third periods.
3: And rightfully so. We've always talked about... Uh, Players, coaches are guys. Are coaches that play players that deserve to play. It's not based on your contract, on your name, on who you are. It's based on how you're playing at that time. And Warren Fogle is one of the players, one of the few players that played well throughout the entire road trip, and uh, he deserved to be moved up in the lineup. And it, Bob and I talked about at the end of the, the game, the one big thing for Warren Fogle is getting penalty killing time. So he doesn't have those long stretches on the bench where he doesn't get a shift. There's two or three penalties called. His line doesn't get out there. Now it's been 12 minutes of clock time or 20 minutes of real time where you sat there and your legs seize up on you. And if you're an energy player, you need to feel involved in the game. So they gave him penalty killing time. He's gone out and played well on the penalty kill and that has allowed him to Uh, be a much more energetic player on on five-on-five, and he's shown well, which has allowed the coaching staff to give him more ice time. So uh, I don't know if it's a permanent fixture up playing with Leon, but the coaching staff now knows that, you know what, we can elevate him in the lineup and he can give us quality minutes. So Warren Fogle was excellent in this hockey game.
2: Played 1604, 3 shots on goal, three takeaways. Yeah, he had both a takeaway and a shot in that uh, sequence there. Took the puck away from Barkoff, got it to dry siddle, dry settle right back to Fogle. And he uh, ripped it in for a second of the season. Panther. I mean, this was a tense game, Rob. I thought it was a really good game. Sam Bennett, he scored uh, twice for the Panthers. He was dangerous. And th- 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 his power play goal early in the third period, that was one of those... It's happening fast, but it's almost like you're watching it in slow motion because you can see what happened. That puck didn't get through. It went over to Bennett, and he kind of saw it before everybody else, and I was thinking, okay, what's going to happen first? Skinner or one of the others react to it, or Bennett's going to win that race and fire it in first?
3: Yeah, it was, it was a tough play for Skinner. It, if a puck comes through the point and hits Skinner, he has a really good idea of where the puck goes simply because he can feel which part of his body it hits, And how he's angled so he knows where the puck's going but if it hits a defenseman coming in and i believe it was nurse if you can't find it now you're just you don't want to move too quickly because the puck might be in front of you the player that had the best view of it was bennett simply because he wasn't involved in the play he was the only player on the ice that wasn't involved in the play because he had made the pass he saw it first i honestly didn't think he could get there fast enough i thought that Uh, a defenseman or a stick or skinner would get there first but he did and then to to make sure he got the puck on net so uh bennett was excellent in this hockey game as well as he normally is whenever he plays the edmonton oilers okay the oilers grab a 4-2 win on the
2: road against the
3: panthers here's head coach jay woodcroft
4: Quite a game, you know. Uh, two very good teams, but two good goaltenders, particularly on your end. Uh, why yeah. you make how you kind of... You, you didn't stop till you got the victory. Yeah, you know what? I thought it was a goaltender's duel uh, early in the game. Um, you know, Stewart held the fort for us. Went back and looked at a lot of the shots on it. They, they weren't necessarily chances, but psychologically, when you look up at the the score clock and you're, you know, it's it's 8 nothing in shots or, or whatnot, it's just, um, you know, to know that that Stewart stood tall for us and that first period allowed us to get our sea legs. I thought we had good chances on their goaltender too. He made a lot of really good saves as well. Um, and then it was a tight checking, um, play here play there. That was going to decide the game and you know it's a credit to our people because we stuck with it for the full 60 minutes. It was nice to see. Stewart, you know he was a rookie last year. Very young in his NHL career, but he really seemed very calm kind of cool and collected is he like that or, or, or are we seeing something maybe that's not really? No, that's the type of person he is. That's the way he carries himself. Um, you know, stewart has been good this uh, entire season. He's given us a chance to win. I've, I've said this ad nauseum, but, you know, seeing him and through his whole development process, I've been able to uh, pick up on his cues, so to speak. And uh, I see someone who's calm, collected, and... Um, you know he works hard for his teammates, so happy for him that he got the win here tonight. If
5: you look around the the team, everyone thinks about McDavid, there settler, a few others, but Stewart Skinner's numbers have been tremendous. You know how important is that for this team throughout the course
4: of this. Yeah, I think he's one of the stories of our young season. When you look at people who maybe are outperforming expectations, um, I still think there's a way to go for us as a team, um, but in terms of individual Stewart would be right at the top of that list. Um, You know, and that's a credit to him and the work that he puts in. For me, one of the things that, you know, as I sit back and reflect on this game just immediately afterwards, I think of the type of game we played today. Uh, We weren't, it wasn't always pretty. We made mistakes and whatnot, but there was a mindset that I believe we bring with us on the road. We're five and two on the road. Uh, We just finished four games in, in six nights or whatever it is with tough travel and tough schedule we played in a way that i think is conducive to win games in the national hockey league now we have to bring that mindset with us when we get back home in front of the best fans in the world and um, so far um, we've been uneven in our play at home and that will be the challenge for us as as we head home for some important divisional games and um, that's what we're going to try and focus on
5: so what stewart exceeded your expectations
4: Well, I'd never believe in in putting a limit on anybody's potential or um, you know, I think we said this before, but try and pay our players the compliment of having high expectations for them. So we have high expectations. I know him as an individual. He certainly has high expectations for himself. Uh, So um, am I surprised? No, puts a lot of work in. Um, And he He's earning everything
6: he's getting. Yeah, Mark looked a lot more comfortable in his second game. Looked like, he looked like, okay, this guy's an NHL player, and he'll be able to help you. Yeah, you. of the guys played in the NHL for a long time.
4: Uh, and the way things worked out um, during training camp probably didn't go the way he wanted. Um, I thought he went down to Bakersfield with the right attitude, the right mindset. And when he went down there, uh, he played hard. And that's why he got called called up. And that's what we're all about. When we recall people we have to make sure that um, they're playing well because if you don't recall the right people, I think that affects things in an organization and for um, both uh, Matthias and for Klim, Klim's got to feel real good about his opportunity as well. He looked like an NHL player today. Big body, went to the front of the net on the first goal. He's got to feel good about his opportunity in front of a new, new organization at the NHL level and uh, he helped our team win so I was happy for him and Matias today yeah I thought Tyson really responded to uh, being challenged um, you know I didn't think his last uh, game in the um, in Carolina was his necessarily his best we talked about it and uh, I saw someone have a positive impact on the game tonight not just because he scored two goals either. Uh, I think that he made some good plays with the puck. He was competitive. He helped our team win. He was happy for him. Uh, good, thanks. Yeah. Thank Travel safe.
2: All right, Jay Woodcroft, head coach of Edmonton Oilers after a 4-2 win over the Florida Panthers. Rob, I, I love that line he gave. We want to pay our players the compliment of high expectations. And, and to me, that's such a great way to look at it because sometimes expectations can weigh on people whether they're hockey players or whatever but sometimes it's about your perspective and, and Jay Woodcroft is saying you know if we have high expectations for our players we're not trying to uh, bog them down we're paying them a compliment that they think that they can work and get there so and he was framing that when he was asked if Skinner exceeded ex- his expectations he said no because I've seen him work and, and I've thought he could get to, to where he's been getting here
3: want to set a bar that they attain quickly or easily because then it's like, well, I guess I don't have to get any better because this is all they thought I could do. So you want to make sure that they keep achieving. I got a buddy at the lake who every time his wife makes a lasagna, she says, what do you think? Yeah, it's about a nine out of 10. And we're like, this is the best lasagna ever. And he always says, yeah, but if I tell her it's the best, she's not going to try to keep improving. (laughs) So, I mean, that's the same thing right here. You know, don't tell them, okay, that was perfect. You don't need to get any better. You're not going to improve. So uh, players in the National Hockey League, they always want to improve anyways. They, the, they always believe their bar is, is higher than even the expectations of coaches and management. So uh, I've never met a player who didn't feel that he couldn't score 50 if given the right time, chance. And I haven't met a goaltender that says, yeah, I, sh- I should have a shutout every night. So everyone's expectation that makes it to the National Hockey League is very high. Their confidence is high in themselves. And right now, Stuart Skinner, the way he's playing, uh, he's got the confidence of the coaching staff and the players, and that's a huge thing when you're a young goalie.
2: Yeah, Skinner, big game again. 40 saves as the Oilers win 4-2 over the Florida Panthers. Okay, we're happy to hear from you this afternoon. 780-496-0063. We have more post-game reaction from the Oilers dressing room coming up as well. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is
0: brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.
1: Cousins will bring it in
0: and for the blue line, and Stahl
1: now gets it to the middle, and the shot put wide by Reinhardt. Good chance there for Sam Reinhardt. He's got it on the left wing. Trying to get away from Saddle. He does, goes to the left wing corner, stops again to the blue line for Ekblad. Comes down the left side, goes into the left corner. It's taken into the corner by Hyman all right zach hyman providing
2: our crunch of the game for cougar paint collision our family helping your family for 40 years and counting the orders win 4-2 over the florida panthers this afternoon to go two and two on their four game road trip uh, rob hyman involved as he often is uh, he took a penalty in the first minute of the third period holding the stick that turned into a panthers power play goal and then he drew the penalty that uh, set up Tyson's Berry, uh, Tyson Berry's goal that put the Oilers ahead to stay. Aaron Ekblad was not happy. That was an extended battle between two guys who didn't want to give any ground near the Panthers' net.
3: Yeah, and actually both penalties were probably 50-50. Uh, the, the first one that they gave Hyman, he grabbed the stick, but then Ekblad's stick was right across his, his waist. It was one of those ones, well, you know what? I'm the, I'm going to let it go because they both committed an infraction there. And then the one where Ekblad and, and Hyman were going at it hard behind the net, I mean, both players could have got plays, but that was just, to me, a good battle. The only problem is Ekblad held onto the stick a little too long at the very end. And I think at that point the referee is like, okay, it's pretty obvious that you're holding onto that stick right now. I can't not call it. So, it, I mean, Hyman just, he doesn't quit. It, it, it's It's just amazing that... Every single shift he's out there, it's like 100% energy. Like there's times when players play. If you watch them, a a, a player will have a shift off where it's like, okay, I'm I'm exhausted. I'm going to play smart this shift, but I'm not going to exert anything extra. Uh, Hyman, he never has those shifts. And it's really hard to play against because sometimes as a defender, an opposition player, there's some fatigue coming into your game. You're like, oh, God, I'm going against Hyman again. Uh, It's tough so hyman is just continues to impress game after game whether it's on the score sheet in the corners killing a penalty whatever it does whatever it takes he's the guy that's going to create things for your for his teammates and his line mates so he's a guy he's a he's a dream line mate to have because you know what you're getting every single time he steps on the ice he played 24 8 today
2: and he only killed 17 seconds of penalties Because he was the guy who took the penalty, so he couldn't help (laughs) kill that one. And Rob, one thing, I mean, we've been seeing, you know, Hyman for, and we've, with Edmonton for over a year, and we watched him a lot with Toronto. And and you often use the phrase, you know, okay, of course, you you know, you lose a game, you have a bad shift, bad period, well, work harder, work harder. But you often say, you got to work smarter. I mean, it's not just a matter of, well, I'm going to try to skate faster or body check 10% harder. And that's what I really noticed about Hyman he's intelligent and when he makes a decision to do something he commits to it and then he spends his energy properly and i was watching him kill penalties on this road trip and it's not like he's he's skating as fast as he can all the time but when he recognizes okay i gotta get in a shooting lane i gotta win this race he really goes and and i think he's a great example like of course he works hard but he's he's always doing the proper thing because of his intelligence on the ice
3: yeah, and I think the, the word you just used there is intelligence. He, he's a smart hockey player. Uh, he understands his strengths and his limitations, and he plays to his strengths, uh, his commitment to detail. He's in shooting lanes. He's in passing lanes. He uses his body as good as anyone in the National Hockey League at protecting the puck. He's, he's a, a wide man, and you, you've mentioned that a few times in the press box to he's, me. He's broad-shouldered, but he's not a Leon Draisaitl, who's a monster of a man. So when Leon turns his body... Nobody can get to the puck because they got to go around his body. But Hyman does the same type of thing, and he does it quickly. Hyman, you can't get the puck from him. When he's in the corner, he just continues moving back and forth where Leon will turn his body, and then he will stand stationary and dare you to come after the puck while he surveys the ice. Hyman turns his body, and then he turns it back and forth four or five times, and all of a sudden you get dizzy, and he goes the the opposite way, and you're left chasing him. Uh, To me... And he's my favorite player to watch on the ice because he's always active. There's no inactive shifts with him. He's always active. He's always doing something. He's always thinking. His feet are always moving. And I would say 95% of the time his decisions are absolutely correct.
2: Oilers win 4-2 in Florida. Tyson Berry scored twice. You're going to hear from him in a minute here. But 1st zero four nine We'll welcome Sir Robert to the show. Hi, Sir Robert. Go ahead. Uh, hey, guys. How you doing?
7: Good. Well, I mean, I got to say, I didn't, uh, I, I mean, today, uh, I mean, I got to say the, uh, uh, the first 10 minutes, I was not a, I was not a fan of. The, they came out flat. They looked, they looked slow. But uh, Skinner held them in, and uh, you know what I thought. That I thought when when they finally did it, when they finally did find their game, I thought, uh, you know, I thought they played good. I thought they. I mean, Barry it was nice to see. Obviously, nice to see him uh, uh, score two goals. Now that's at least, that leads that me to a, a quick question. I know, I know, I I know Campbell. If you if you want to call him the starter, maybe he is, maybe he's not. But
8: do you?
7: With the way Skinner has played to this point, despite the fact that Campbell has won six of the nine games, do you consider playing Skinner again on Wednesday just based on the
1: way he played?
2: Um, well, that's a good question. I, I mean, we'll see what they decide. I, I, I think you I, I would give Skinner the next start. I mean, I know it's the games are kind of spaced out here now because this is kind of a rare... Uh, slow week Rob they play Wednesday and then they don't play again until next Saturday Uh, so after playing four and six they're just going to play two in the next seven but I I mean you uh, Campbell was signed to be the number one goalie you've committed to him long term they've also committed to Skinner long term because they drafted him five years ago and and he's done all the work along the way I think Campbell will play better he's capable of playing better but I think, you know, you have to reward Skinner for how he did here and also, you know, how how he's done in the first 16 games of the season. Yeah, I mean,
3: Skinner's been the better goalie through the first quarter, On I guess not quite quarter yet, the first fifth of the season, he's been the better goalie. The only problem is if Campbell doesn't play, Campbell will go, what is it, 12 days between games, between starts, or? 11 days, something along that line, since if he doesn't play Wednesday, he won't play till Saturday. Or do you play Skinner in both those games? The Skinner get both starts. Um, I think that's something that the coaching staff is going to sit down and talk about with amongst themselves. But if you're going based strictly on uh, which goal he has played the better, Stuart Skinner would start your next game because he has been, not slightly, he's been quite a bit better. Than, than Jack Campbell thus far in the season.
2: Yeah, very calm. We talked about it after the second period. Uh, very calm, looks steady. You know, when there's a goal-mouth scramble, he just always looks like he's in complete control. You know, he'll cover the puck, fish out that puck. He's not uh, flopping around. I'm not saying Campbell has been flopping around or anything like that, but Skinner just looks like, uh, you know, dialed in, I guess, might be one of the cliches mm-hmm. that he could use to to talk about his play.
3: Yep, no, it. I, I, he, he breeds confidence in his teammates just by watching him out there. He just doesn't get flustered, and uh, which is amazing at, at his young age and his very few starts in the National Hockey League. It's, I, it takes some goaltenders years to be able to have that kind of confidence in their game and that kind of calmness about them. But good on him, I, and I, I, I can't say it enough that as a, as a player, when you look back and your goalie looks that calm it changes the way it changes your attitude on the bench where if you look back and your goaltender is flipping and flopping and look shaky in there it, it leaves the bench a little shaky so uh, it's been an excellent start to the season for Stuart Skinner and the way he's playing there's no reason to think and the work ethic we hear Jay Woodcroft talk, Woodcroft talk about there's no reason to think that this start won't continue through the through the remainder of the year.
2: the Oilers win it. If they could have got to five, we would have turned on the Japanese Village goal light on 630ched.com. That would have allowed you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Tyson Berry scored twice today. Here he is.
9: A little one on
6: one, yeah. Obviously, a big win for your club. Just a thought on being able to pull this one.
10: Yeah, it was big. It was uh, obviously we'd have liked to have got uh, some more luck in Carolina and, and Wash, but uh, you know, it was nice to round out the trip with a win and, and you know go 500 on a on a pretty tough swing. Just
6: thought of Stuart Skinner. Obviously, he kept you in it. You guys were shot 11 last week in that first
10: period. Yeah, yeah, they came out hot and uh, Skins was great. Um, he made some big stops and, and some timely ones and kept the in it and gave us a chance to kind of get on our toes and, and push back a little bit so um, skin's been good all year for us. You
6: co- you, there's been ups and downs on this road trip obviously but this is a pretty tough division you guys come out of here 500 you got to be happy with the way the road trip kind of worked out at the end.
10: Yeah I think you, you set your goals at kind of a you know you want to you want to come out of this 3-1 but um, like you said they're, they're all good teams and um, we had some tough travel so to co- come out 500 uh, you know it's uh, I wouldn't say it's a win but it's definitely not a loss. Tyson, sco- sco-
5: Skinner hasn't had a lot of NHL experience coming into this year. Is anything is it surprised you about the way he's been able to play for you guys?
10: No, I mean, you could see it coming. Skins, he's, he got some looks last year, and you could tell this year in camp he was ready. He worked hard this summer, and um, he just looked confident and, and ready to kind of, you know, take the opportunity that was given. So I think he's done just that. And, um, he's been really solid for us all year, and it's, it's great to see he's a great guy. Can you give me a thought on your two goals, both from the point? I guess it's just important to get the on that. And yeah, that yeah, the first one, you know, is just a one-timer. You're trying to hit it. The second one, you know, you have a little bit of a good draw, and it kind of pops to you. So you want to take uh, maybe a split second to kind of, you know, to try to pick a spot and um, you know I was lucky to, uh, they both won it.
5: Coach mentioned that he had a chat with you after the Carolina game,
9: so how satisfying is it to bounce back and then get the two goals on top
10: of that? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's big for our team, We've you know we've kind of been up and down and up and down and uh, we want to find some consistency in our game so uh, you know after a game in Carolina where we maybe feel like we didn't have our best it was nice to come back and uh, you know have a good performance. You said you know
5: three 2-2 two, two on this road trip is, is good, yeah. but 5-2 and two on the road much better, and, yeah. and Jay was saying that there's a lot of things you guys are doing at the road that you'd like to bring home. How can you maybe
10: start doing that come next week? Yeah, maybe it's just a simple, a simple mindset. I think when you get at home, you know you you tend to want to. I don't know if you want to impress the fans. I don't know what it is, but the, when you're on the road, um, you, you've got nobody to impress. So I think that's the way we've got to play at home. And um, if we play simple, keeps pucks going forward. We've got the skill and the guys in this room to you know kind of make it happen. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy the
2: all right, Taysen Berry up to three goals on the season after he fires home two this afternoon. Oilers win 4-2 over the uh, Florida Panthers. Okay, Rob, so let's, once again, I feel like we've talked about this before. Starts to games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should we, like, I'm at the point, and I try to be optimistic and find Is something Is that a positive. question? <laughs> well, I, I, I'll just say this. I, I, I I'm kind of at the point where, I don't ask myself, oh, I wonder if the Oilers will start well today. I'm just at the point where I'm almost saying to myself, well, they'll probably start poorly. I just wonder how bad it will be or if their goaltender can hold them in. Because this goes back, again, as we've talked about for several seasons, it goes back several seasons.
3: Yeah, uh, well, and the thing that plays into it now, pre-scouts, which every team does, they pre-scout the opposition. They find their strengths. They find their weaknesses. Teams now know that the Oilers are notoriously a slow-starting team. So in their dressing room, they're saying, all right, let's get going right from the get-go. Get pucks in deep, get the forecheck going. This team is slow to start. We can take advantage of that. So the Florida Panthers or the Carolina Hurricanes or Tampa or Washington, all these teams on the road trip, they knew that they would have an advantage early in the hockey game, jump on the Oilers. Um, And if the Oilers get the saves, then they're still in it. They'll fight back and, and they'll start getting their legs moving. If they don't get the save, saves, well, then they chase a game. So I uh, we've had people talk about it. It's a coaching issue. Um, the coach has got to do something different. But this has been through just about every coach we've talked about in the last seven years here. So it's not a coaching issue. This is completely on the players. So if whatever it is about the group they have, sometimes they're slow starting and I don't know if there's anything that the coaches can do because every other coach that's tried to has more or less failed because they've not been a good starting team for a long time.
2: Yeah, Florida had the first 11 shots this afternoon in about uh, eight and a half minutes. The Oilers did have a couple of good chances in the first period. Nugent Hopkins cut in, hit the uh, hit the post with a backhand. Well, I'm on the radio. I don't need to listen to it. Well, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> the uh and then leon great save by spencer knight power play late in the first period for the oilers dry in his kill zone fires the one timer and spencer knight came up with a great
3: stop it was it's it's partly uh great athleticism but it's also um very good preparation because he knew that that's where the puck was going to go and leon was going to be there and he probably figures okay the best place to put my glove would be here because that's normally where it's going, and then you throw in the athleticism that he got across there and got his arm out and then didn't allow the alarm, the arm to be pushed back when the puck hit it because it was a bomb. That was There's been some that Leon has not got all of it just because the pass wasn't there or it was rolling. That one, he got 100% all of it. He put it every everything he got into it and he put it where he wanted it to. Uh, Spencer Knight just made the save and a huge save at that point because that was a, a period that the Florida Panthers dominated and they were very close to being down after one.
2: All right. So the Oilers take it on the road against the Panthers. Again, happens almost all the time. They're 12-1 and in their last 13 road games against Florida. Happy to hear from you tonight. 780-496-0063. More coming from the Oilers dressing room as well. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open
0: Line. <laughs> Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Up goes
1: to Marhuro, get it to the left-wing corner for Bennett. Brings it up the board to the top of the circle, trying to get to the middle. On the left wing, puck goes over to Colin White. He'll get it low to Bennett. Now in front of the net, goes to White. Oh, what a good save made by Skinner, and he holds on. Colin White with that look right between the hash marks, and Stuart Skinner shuts the door.
2: Well, as he did for most of the afternoon, his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Skinner 40 saves in a 4-2 Oilers victory over the
6: Panthers. Here he is. Now. just want to ask you about that. You know, the first 10 minutes of that first period, they came at you pretty hard, and I guess how, you know, how did you see that, and you were able to keep them off the board?
11: Yeah, it was uh, obviously they came out flying. Um, I mean, they're a great team, and they had some pushes throughout the game. Uh, I thought we did a great job defensively. Uh, I thought we did a good job getting the pucks out and uh, some big block shots. Um, but yeah, the first 10 minutes it was just we kind of got going, and then after that it
6: was we were we were solid. Um, I guess. We thought on your play right now. You're playing really well, really confident. What? What? You seem locked in. I guess. That's
11: Thanks. The best, that's the best way to say it. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I. I feel good. Um, the big thing is just you know trying to get wins. I know uh, my record. I think is three and three now or something like that. So that's what actually counts. So trying to. We got to try to get a few more wins here.
5: You know, coming into the season, not a lot of NHL experience. Have you exceeded your expectations
11: coming into from what maybe you thought coming into the year? Uh, It's a tough question. Um, I don't know if I uh, had like too many expectations. I just kind of try to be the best that I can be every day, and try to you know keep on growing my game every day, trying to keep getting better. And uh, the guys have been doing a heck of a job helping me get better every day. And uh, I think just coming in, just trying to be who I am. They had a lot of shots early. They had
5: I think 11-0 before they obviously before. Yeah, we just got the first. did you feel, when
11: did you feel maybe you were in the game or did you kind of feel like you were in the game right off the bat? Yeah, I felt in the game right off right off the bat. Um, like, I, like I said, it, they, uh, they came on on strong in the first 10 minutes there and um, it was nice being able to get a break after the, uh, I think it was the eight minute mark and kind of relaxing and getting back into the game. And then uh, from there, I, th- I thought we uh, did a great job.
6: There's been ups and, ups and lots of ups and downs on this road trip, but you're going home with 500 on the road. That's usually a good sign This is yeah. a good division. So. Yeah,
11: yeah, it's a great division over here. Um, Obviously we had some tough games some tough travel and I thought uh, you know, I thought we did a great job Um, Obviously a couple tough bounces, uh, you know in the previous game in the games that we lost Um, But being able to you know come out here with a win on the last last game of the road trip is massive for the group Thanks, guys. you got to find some beaches. That
1: was Stuart Skinner. Lyman's
11: Winning goaltender, Stuart Skinner, 4-2 over the Florida Panthers
2: this afternoon. You can chime in, 780-496-0063. Back after the news and weather for more Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 630 Chad. In came Fogle, got it to Drysaddle. to Fogle,
1: scores! Warren Fogel shoots it past night, and the Oilers have a 3-1 lead. They'd go on to
2: win 4-2 over the Panthers. Warren Fogel's second of the season. Turns out to be the game winner. Warren Fogel is our fourth star of the game for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. The three stars picked in the arena: Barry, who scored twice; Bennett, who scored twice; and Stuart Skinner, who have been talking about forty saves in net for the Oilers. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Douglas standing by. Douglas, you're on with Robin Reed. Go
9: ahead. How are you doing tonight, sir? We're well. Hey, um, I was just, I cut the last half of the period at the gym, so I had no audio, just watched on TV, but I don't know if this was talked about or not, but when Florida scored their last goal, the, the player scored it, he flipped around his skates in the air, and he hit somebody in the back of the head with his ankle, I and mean, I was wondering if that was talked about or not, or anybody saw that, because if he was, like, six inches to the right, uh, Evander Kane's injury would have looked like a paper cut.
3: Yeah, it was Kulak that he came up, his skate hit Kulak in the head as he went through. Kulak went down, immediately grabbed his side of his helmet, but I'm pretty sure it was helmet only and no one mentioned it after that. So I'm guessing it was a very fortunate uh, non-injury, which could have been a scary incident. Yeah, you're right. The skate came up and clipped Kulak right after the goal
9: okay cool just wondering if anybody saw that because it looked pretty dangerous anyway escapes anywhere are dangerous of course but you know and kane's we're blessed that he didn't have his arm facing the other direction like up when that happened too because it would have been way worse too right
2: well kiddo kane's arm was up like his palm was up like it went right over that Why part of the I wrist he cut over yes the top
9: of his arm. no way holy cow
2: yeah i think i'm pretty sure his did, rob isn't that what you
3: remember yeah, it, yeah. He so his palm. Was that's why there was so much him. blood, right? Because yeah, because it that's... got the artery, the arteries and everything. Yes.
2: Yeah. No, that was that was that was scary. So Rob, when you played, mm-hmm. uh, like how high up on your wrists were your gloves? Because you see some guys have gloves, you know, that aren't. Uh, they don't seem to go that high up. I don't know if that's just for mobility or comfort. Uh, yeah, like, what, what comfortable. did you have? It's yeah,
3: comfortable. mine. Mine were longer than most guys, um, but I also on the end of my elbow pads our trainers would make used to be this material called orthoplast that was really really hard then you put it into the the hot water hydroculator and it would soften it and then they would form it around your arms and then the trainer would sew it onto your elbow pads we called them slash guards we weren't worried about skates but it was on the on the top part of your arm in case you got slashed but the underbelly of your arm uh, we never had protection and you won't see players putting protection there because it's very very rare that something like this happens and the players just like the the mobility and how comfortable it is having their the shorter gloves so i mean i liked longer gloves not because of uh worried about skates just worried about getting slashed but players go with what they find comfortable and every time they step on the ice you know there's a chance something could happen they could be injured uh, they just hope it's not them did you wear a
2: mouth guard? And if so, did you actually have it sticking out of your mouth like most players <laughs> do these days?
3: <laughs> no, no, I would. I hated mouth guards. They, they they tried making us wear them, but I had trouble breathing with it in, so I never ever wore them. Yeah, so I was I wondering about though. that. I yeah. do find it funny, though, when some of the guys do uh, do wear them. I don't know if it's a rule. They have to wear them because they don't wear them. Like Connor and Leon, they're chewing on them while they're skating. So I don't know if there's a rule that they have to have them in their mouths. Or no, they're not. I was just double checking. They're not actually mandated. So because I, I can yeah. tell you, and I'm not a dentist, but I don't think that Connor and Leon are getting the safety from their mouth guards that the dentist probably expected they would get if they wore them properly
2: yeah it's uh it's because there's that one shot and we know we've we see them all the time and they're not the only players who do it but there's oh, no. that one close-up of that mcdavid rush and his mouth guards uh sticking out the entire time so i i yeah i'm not sure why they actually wear them at this point maybe it's just uh
3: and the, the habit i don't know you, like they're the more you chew them then the they don't fit as proper because they start you start bending them out of shape so yeah, I don't know if it's just they just used to them in their mouth when they practice because they had to wear them in junior. Because I'm pretty sure in junior you have to wear them now. I'm not sure, but maybe they just kept them there, and now it's just, hmm, I always have this in my mouth when I'm skating down the ice. So Yeah, but they're not getting the true benefits of a mouth guard the way they wear them. Yeah,
2: anyway, uh, the Oilers went 4-2 over the Florida Panthers this afternoon. You can get us at 780-496-0063. Cindy is a winner of a $50 River Creek Resort and Casino gift card. Rob, I set the line around a very popular player in oil country.
7: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Matthew Kachuk, I said, over under 6.5, his shots on goal plus his penalty minutes. Well, Matthew Kachuk did have four shots. But uh, he didn't have any penalty minutes, so it is under courtesy. River Cree Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. So uh, there we go. And Kachuk tried his. Uh, I mean, he's not the only guy who's who tries it every once in a while. But he scored a couple nice goals on it. He tried it in the third period. That that between the legs shot from kind of mm-hmm. the side of the net.
3: He's uh, he's probably as good, if not the best player in the NHL at it. Um... That I've seen uh, he's the most consistent when he tries it he does have success or at least gets a shot off uh, it, that was a really good scoring chance that he had there I just I found it to be a very quiet game though for him today uh, we've seen uh, Matthew Kachuk as the center of attention in many games between Edmonton and Calgary at the time I, I didn't notice I noticed Barkov a lot in this game I noticed Bennett a lot Ekblad. Those are the players I don't notice. I didn't notice Matthew Kachuk which is surprising because he just came back from a suspension and surprising because of who he was playing against. It just wasn't as, uh, as an engaging type of game that we've seen from Kachuk in the past.
2: Uh, I'll update that he actually has five shots, but he's still under. So Cindy still wins. So that doesn't uh, that doesn't change much. Uh, Kachuk played twenty forty eight, the five shots on goal, and uh, just credited with one hit this afternoon. You mentioned Barkoff. He does go minus two. Had the the giveaway on the uh, Fogel goal. He played twenty two oh nine. He he went ten out of fourteen in the faceoff circle. Big strong guy, and he tried that short side high shot on skinner that was the one he rang off the crossbar so two two ways to score we often talk about that players have kind of added to their repertoires over the last what five or six years the panthers tried both of them tonight
3: they did Barkov, i thought barkov had a strong game now the play that he made they got his pocket picked by fogel that's a play he can't make and he knows that uh, other than that i thought he had a very good game created a number of chances, had a couple glorious scoring chances that Skinner stopped him on, and then obviously the one that you talked about, the short side one. The the reason that players try that play now, that shot now, is because that's how good they are. Uh, No one tried it in our day because it was too hard to hit the small little area. Nowadays, those guys are are so good and so accurate with their shots. And a goalie has to try to protect a really big net. There's going to be spots that are open. The players nowadays are able to hit that spot, and Barkov almost did.
2: All right, Oilers get the 4 2 victory against the Florida Panthers, Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 0063. We have Brenda standing by. Brenda, thanks for calling. Go ahead.
8: Hey, just a quick note on the mouth guards. They actually have a high um, percentage of helping prevent concussions.
2: Well, yeah, that's why I'm, so I'm surprised that a they're not mandated in the nhl and b more players don't wear them properly because that's that's yeah. the premise right it stops your well you'll explain it better but isn't something to do like if you get hit on the upper part of your jaw or whatever that can kind of knock everything back and hurt the brain
8: yeah exactly it's just less less impact you know from your teeth smashing together than on your brain but a lot of people think that they just wear them for dental protection but that's not the big i mean that helps obviously but that's not the big uh you know the big benefit of them
2: yep so would oh, you tell know, players yeah. to wear them properly then if you had a choice
8: oh yes absolutely 100 percent.
2: yeah okay hey i, I mean, appreciate doesn't,
8: that doesn't like much of a knock to get a concussion and the more knocks you get the more likely you are to have concussion right so i mean i don't know why these guys aren't uh protecting their their brains better
3: no simple it's just not as comfortable it's very simple
8: well i know you know and you're young and nothing's ever going to happen to you but you know the stats are there right
3: No, No, I appreciate that. It's like when I go skiing with my kid, my kid will go through the forest and I won't. And he's like, why won't you? Because if I get hurt, I know how much it is to rehab. Then my kid blew his knee out. He doesn't go through the forest anymore (laughs) because once you've been injured once, you start thinking.
2: Well, we might have lost Rob. Well, Rob will reconnect. But yeah, Brenda, thanks for that clarification. We appreciate that. But uh, yeah, that's good information there from Brenda. Oilers win at 4-2. We'll get to a couple more calls in a second here, but let's hear from Leon Dreisaitl first.
6: Inside
1: the Oilers' locker room with Leon Drysidle.
6: Center keeping you in it
12: in that first period, letting you guys find your legs. Uh, yeah, I mean he was fantastic in, in the first period there. I mean all game, uh, but gave us a chance to find our legs and um, yeah, big big credit to uh, to Stewie. Uh, sometimes you obviously need that. Uh, we needed it tonight, but after that, I thought we uh, played a solid game. It's been mostly par for the course
5: for Stewart this year. Uh, you know, given that his limited experience, is there any surprise by the, how well
12: he's played for this year? Uh, I'm not surprised. I don't think anyone in here is uh, necessarily surprised. Uh, we see his work. Uh, we see uh, what he does in uh, in the offseason. Um, he works really, really hard at his game. He tries to get better every single day, and, um, you know, that's the outcome. Uh, he's always had the potential, I think, and now it's it's coming, coming together. He's still very young, uh, but uh, very, very promising.
6: Really solid second period, solid third period. What change in that second period do you think you guys kind of found your game?
12: Just simplified a little bit and uh, got in behind him a little little smoother a little better Um, first period we just Kind of just on top of us and turned pucks over we couldn't find our legs. So um, Yeah, it was a good good job sticking with it and obviously two big points first overall 500
6: on this road trip I know it was a lot of ups and downs, but you got to be happy with going home 500. This is a tough division
12: after how we've played uh, I think we 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 can be happy with that Um, obviously in general It's not how you want to play every road trip, right? But um, yeah, it was... Good, good finish to the road trip. Got to take this over now and, and keep it going. That's cool.
5: I've asked a lot of questions about your goalie, but just how important has he been this season for you as um, you guys are trying to kind of make your way here in the early part of the
12: yeah, I don't think we've uh, necessarily given our goalies um, our best games yet as, as a team in front of them. Um, tonight, we didn't in the first period. After that, I thought we did. Um, we did play a solid game, uh, so we we gotta f- we gotta help these these two guys out. Uh, Soupy too. Uh, we every time he's in there, it feels like we lay an absolute egg. So um, we gotta be a little better for them. Nice to have
6: a couple of days now, relax, and then go home, and then
12: yeah, for sure. Yeah, nice couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After
5: hey. went too. Yeah, thanks. You guys, Leon. You guys we just heard from Leon.
2: Okay, that is uh, that is Leon Dreisaitl. Oilers win 4-2 over the Florida Panthers. Dreisaitl now with an 11-game point streak. He got an assist. McDavid had an assist. His point streak goes to 10. All right, we'll get to Frank here. 780-496-0063 in a couple of minutes. It's Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line.
0: Live, Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
1: Off the glass, we'll keep it in only for a moment. Here is McDavid, he'll get it across, shoots, scores! Ryan Nugent Hopkins off the left wing, gets the empty net goal, and Edmonton up 4-2.
2: And they would win it 4-2 over the Panthers. Nuge putting it away with his eighth of the season into an empty net with a minute 26 left as we update the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. The Devils, are they ever going to lose again? They've won eight in a row. They lead the Coyotes 2-1 after the first period. Late in the first, Canadians up 1-0 on the Penguins. Sabres lead the Bruins 1-0. The Canucks have jumped out to a 2-0 lead in Toronto. Horvat and Miller, the goal scorers. Horvat up to 13 on the season. About six minutes into the game, no score. Blue Jackets and Islanders. Few more games still to come today, including the Flames home to the Jets and the 13-2 Golden Knights hosting the Blues. Earlier... It was the Senators knocking off the Flyers 4-1. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown for Heartland Ford overtime open line. We will welcome Frank at 780 63 Frank, go ahead.
9: Hey, guys. Good discussion again tonight. Uh, my contribution uh, watching the
7: game tonight, I thought what the uh, Oilers did really well. Uh, they got a couple of goals from the defense, which was really nice to see. And I'm pretty sure I've heard you guys say Good things happen when you put the puck to the net from that back end, Uh, especially when the guys are crashing the net, anything can happen. And uh, I think the Oilers are often guilty of overpassing the puck, and it was nice to see uh, some of those shots get in there and cause the havoc that did. And, of course, Barry getting the two goals uh, was nice to see. It's always great to see when your defense are contributing uh, makes up for maybe some of those goals that they were letting in that we saw earlier in the the games that they played uh, earlier. So I'm not sure what you guys think of that.
2: Well, I, 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 we should mention, uh, Rob, the new guy, Clem Costin, played uh, tonight for the Oilers. He was right in front of the net on Barry's first goal.
7: Yeah, very, and the, it, it, simple, simple play, and that's what he has to do when he's playing on the third line. You see the puck go to the point, get to the front of the net, screen the goalie, and he did a great job. As Spencer Knight, who was excellent on the game, had no idea where that puck was coming, and Barry hit the spot. So uh, it was kind of a thrown-together third line tonight uh, with, uh, with the with playing with McLeod. And the new two new guys that played with them played well. They, they created chances. Holloway seemed to find his way out of the, the lineup for a while and didn't get the ice time. But players that played, shortened bench, found a way to get it done, and a huge win to finish off a road trip.
2: And Frank brought up a good point, and it's something we've discussed at other times this season, Rob. Both the Oilers overpassing, passing too much, To me, it depends who's on the ice because a perfect example is that McDavid and settle four-on-four shift against Washington. Well, they had chances to shoot, but they passed it around for 30 or 40 seconds and McDavid stormed to the net and scored. Um, When it comes to some of the depth guys, do do the Oilers create enough havoc? Can they have a little simpler mentality, you know, one pass, get it over the blue line, take a shot? Like, what's the balance for you?
7: Well, it's tough because they've got Two lines with an incredibly gifted player on it. And they have Leon on one drive and Co- or Lyon and Connor on the other, and they don't waste shots. They're not uh, into the bulk shooting. They're into finding the right spot. Now the other two lines, obviously, that's the way they need to play. And we saw that with McLeod tonight. Getting they got the puck back to the point and they crashed the net and they scored. I, I think certain players when they go on playing with Connor or Leon have to also recognize was in the best shooting spot and I think we saw that tonight when Fogle went in on a two-on-one with Leon and I know Leon is your best goal scorer and he scored 50 a couple of times and you want to get him the puck but the both defenders for the Florida Panthers realized that too and they were telling Fogel, go ahead and shoot we're not letting you pass this across to, to Drysidle," and Fogel still tried getting across the pass gets blocked and all of a sudden, there's no shot on net on a two-on-one. You got to read the situation, and on that one, Fogel has got to understand he's not Connor, he's not Leon. When he has a shot in a goal-scoring area, he's got to fire it on net. Don't try to force something that's not there. If your name's not Leon or Connor,
2: yeah, I thought Louis made a good point on the broadcast that those, the, the you know McDavid and Drysdale, Nugent-Hopkins, they're like if they want you to shoot. If, if they give yes. you the puck in a good position, they're not thinking, oh, give it back to me so it's a fancy goal. They're thinking, like, no, you're, I gave it to you because you're in a better spot, so don't be afraid to take the shot.
7: Well, yeah, and it was a really good point, point. and you also got to realize players, I, I teach academies, and two-on-ones, when I'm on a two-on-one, I say the first thing you look at is who you're with, so you now know what you want to do with the puck. Now, when you're with Con- Connor, you want to get him the puck early. If you're with Leon, you want to get him the puck early, but also the defenders are looking at the same thing. So they're looking, okay, Connor's coming down with the puck, and he's got Leon. Hmm, okay, he wants to pass that to Leon. Connor's coming down with the puck, he's got you know, McLeod. Okay, Connor might shoot this one. Well, on that one right there, they're looking, okay, Fogel's got the puck. The most dangerous player on this two-on-one is Leon Dreisaitl. We are not going to let Leon Dreisaitl get the puck. And both defenders, if you, show, if you watch, the defenseman is over towards Leon's side of the ice. The defender coming back, the back checker, he's coming back to Leon's side of the ice. They're like, you're not passing it, <laughs> Fogel. You better try and shoot. And fogel has got to read that, that he was at that moment the best option, and he's got to put the puck on net.
2: Yeah, but uh, good points there. Fogle did score later in the game as the Oilers beat the Florida Panthers 4-2. Just uh, some other stats to wrap up the full story tonight, Rob. Just going over the game sheet, I mentioned uh, Hyman played a ton, 24-08. Nurse played 26-10, took a, that early penalty. He does go plus two with a couple of shots and a couple of hits. McDavid got to 2147. four shots on goal, won six out of 11 face-offs. Dreisaitl plays 2333. Uh, took 23 faceoffs, won 14 of them for 63%. Uh, I mentioned Coston, Cla- uh, Oilers debut, plays 802, had a couple shots. Actually, Rob, he had, he had a decent chance. I thought McLeod made a good pass to him there in the second period. He had to kind of put it out in, fr- in front of Costin, and he just tried to knife it in with one hand, but I guess couldn't get a lot on it in that s- scenario.
7: Yeah, McLeod was uh, throwing it where his speed would have got him, too, and not realizing that no one's as fast as McLeod. It was a nice play. He, he put it into an area. If you watch the puck McLeod throws in front, he puts it in an area. It missed the defenseman's stick by an inch. So he put it as close as he could to Coston without the defenseman picking it off. That was a nice play by McLeod McLeod and his linemates. They had a good game today.
2: Uh, Holloway played 655 he got moved down in the lineup where I guess we're still sort of wondering what's going to happen with him now with Yamamoto and Kane injured it's not like the Oilers have a lot of forwards uh, uh, sitting around I mean I wonder what's going to happen here with with Holloway as we move along if he continues not to play in a top six role
7: yeah he needs to play he's too young to be sitting on the bench or sitting in a press box Um, I think a lot of it will be on how long Yamamoto's out for if it's for any period of time, then he'll stay here and, and continue to be part of the lineup. But if Demomoto comes back you're start thinking, okay, where do we see Holloway fitting? If he's not going to get to me, it's 12 to 13 minutes a night. If he doesn't get 12 to 13 minutes a night, it's, he, he would do better in the AHL trying to learn to be a professional down there instead. All right. Rob, have a great rest of your Saturday,
2: buddy. We'll talk again on uh, Wednesday night.
7: Sounds good.
2: I'm going tomorrow to see Jesus Christ Superstar. Big day Oh, have fun. Right on. Thank you very much. Bye bye. All right. That is uh, Rob Brown checking in as the Oilers, well, they won a matinee, which is pretty good. What are they now all time? 95, 123, and 27. Matinees against the Panthers seem to work out. They have won 12 of their last 13 road games against the Panthers. Get more on this game, more on the team on 630ched.com or globalnews.ca our next game broadcast not for a while Oilers with a bit of a break here you heard them talking about uh, staying an extra day here in south florida home to the la kings on wednesday six o'clock face-off show the puck is going to drop at eight their first meeting against the kings since they beat them in seven games in last season's playoffs big thanks to angie connell our studio producer this afternoon oilers hockey is presented by friesen brothers on behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Barry scores twice. Skinner makes 40 saves. Oilers are nine and seven. 4-2 win over the Panthers. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.